Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, just like it is every week, and just like every week, I am joined by... Jackie. And... Miles, coming and, at you. And this week we have a special guest beaming in from remote. We have Joel here today. How are you, Joel? Hello, I am good. That is good. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> that is good. And good great. answer. <laughs> uh, this is the podcast where we talk about all things, mostly just the anime, for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about the fifth episode of Stardust Crusaders, the 30th episode of the David Pro anime overall. Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Silver Chariot, or The Silver Chariot. Uh, Joel, what is your uh, relationship status no who are you joel joel what's your relationship with jojos or anime in general what's that like interesting so i guess i i accidentally found it i think it was the memes right it was all the dio steamroller memes yep. from uh, the game way back when and that kind of led me to find the original ova forever ago i guess it was 10 11 plus years ago and then at some point i realized oh they had made a new anime so i watched it and kept watching it and kept watching it and then I started reading everything and kept reading it and kept reading it and so on. So, Okay. Do you watch any, were you, are you like an anime person or just, just JoJo's? Not as such, but I mean, also, yes. I mean, it's, it's not as if I don't, right? I, I don't have enough time to watch all the shows I'd like to. Uh, but when I do have time, I try to watch new stuff. So I just started that, that, uh, that be the beginning thing on Netflix. Um, be the, the beginning? Yeah, there's this there's this like sort of crime thing that Production IG did. It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original, actually. Is it about bees? Um, no, uh, it's <laughs> it's about it's it's about uh, this like serial killer called Killer Bee, which you know that's oh, never Nicki been Minaj. done in anime before. No, no, but, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> but uh, it's pretty good. It's Production IG, so it has that shiny, you know, well produced quality to it. Um, it's pretty cool so far. But I've found just with my job, I generally don't have as much mental energy as I'd like when I come home. So I usually end up rewatching stuff like JoJo. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I was going to say, like, halfway through that, I was like, yeah, he definitely watches anime. <laughs> well, you're, like, you're like, tell me about production studios and shit. I'm like, but, I don't know what the fuck that is. Well, consider consider how we met, though, Mark. I mean, you know, that group of folks. <laughs> yeah. Don't bunch tell. A bunch don't, of internet don't, nerds, a super secret yeah. Facebook group. <laughs> don't for tell the internet, internet that listens dwe- to us. Dweebazoids. Where to find oh. you? Um, yeah, uh, no, me and Mark have nothing in common, and we've definitely <laughs> never joked about memes before. Right, there was a lottery. Over ten thousand people applied to be on this podcast, and your number was pulled. Mm-hmm. Joel, so. what is your uh, home address? <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue, Washington. Hey, wait a minute. Oh. What? What? Oh. Is this <laughs> Donald Joel Trump? Is it, uh, is that I, who this is? Jared Kushner. All right. Um, does he live? I don't know. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? Uh, yeah, so I, I, I think Ivanka and him live in the in the White House now. To okay. find out, uh, tune into our politics podcast, <laughs> uh, where we like don't learn anything or read anything. We just talk about things. But like, I think this happened. Yeah, I think that'd be a good yeah. politics podcast. My, my political intake is I walk by a TV that's yeah. on. Yeah, I heard something. Someone mentioned. I don't know what. Does anyone know? No, no one knows. Okay, let's make it up. Anyway, uh, are you Canadian, Joel? I sure am not. Okay. <laughs> what you, you you were trying to like nail uh, an accent? I don't know. The accent is different from what I'm used uh, to. Somewhere. It's it's probably the weird uh, Southern Virginia coastal thing, which is pretty uh, unique. Um, mm. I don't know. 
it's yeah. I also my cat's been all over me, so I'm pretty allergic right now. That's oh. the accent. The accent is allergies. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's it's uh it's Filbert from Rocco's Modern Life. Ah, is that the turtle? Good ref. Yeah, yeah. the turtle Turn that the, page, the, the Woody Allen turtle that always has allergies. Oh, That's it is a Woody Allen turtle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what qualities does it share with Woody Allen? Uh, neurosis and a stuffy nose and complaining a lot. Oh, okay, good. Uh, and it it also uh, has sex with adopted uh, kids. I think I I think I saw a lot of fan art online that that may have depicted this. I uh, that I have terabytes of. Shout anyway. out to he also he also shacked up with the crazy uh, dentist. I think with the claw hand. You guys remember that? <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. She was like a cat or something, right? She was right. yellow. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember yeah, the huh? shit at all. I just remember the one thing I'll never forget is what, what are they, Mister Bighead, the people next door? Yeah, I love those people. Yeah, one yeah. Of the, he was like really upset. He was disturbed once, and he was like, "I'm flossing my spleen," and yeah. I just like it's never <laughs> left me for some reason. And then there was the uh, two to three episode arc of his son, who was an animator and definitely not a Mary Sue write-in, mm. uh, right? Trying to prove his worth to his father, right? And that, that was, was really good. Yeah, well, that's an interesting. Used me as a child, but yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that in so long. Welcome back to Rocco's Modern Podcast, the all things <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life. Um, that almost fits, because JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and then Rocco's Modern mm-hmm. Life. So one is modern, one is bizarre. Roro's your boat, <laughs> merrily. Uh, all right, let's, let's, uh, we got a, a few things in Correspondence Corner we're going to go down to. Uh, we're going to go to Correspondence Corner and hopefully not lose the signal with you, Joel. Miles, take us to Correspondence Corner, please. Room for room. We're there. We've just, oh, are we've we on never, a bike now? We've never left. Oh, what if we take a, a hyperspace? I thought you were going to say an Uber. Punch it, <laughs> Mark. Uh, okay, I punched. Pew, pew, pew. We're there. Great. Okay. Here we are in Correspondence Corner. Not too much because we're recording very close to our last uh, recording. It's Monday. Monday, Monday. It was just released on Sunday, so, so good Sunday to night. Me. Yeah, we just released it and <laughs> stuff. Cause just we, so you know, when we're recording, it's Monday, April sixteenth. No, don't tell it's them. It's nine forty-eight p.m. Don't tell them. Uh, okay, so we got this from Hentai Homie. Uh, this is the tweet goes like this. So I can't listen right now, and emailing is dumb. So at Mark, who do you think part eight is? And who's your favorite Higashikata? Mine is Hato because Walking Heart is my favorite new stand. I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, this is just for you. And I think you left out a few words. I think you meant to say, like, who do you think the villain is? Because I know that was that's like a mystery or was a mystery in part eight. Um, I have no idea. I have not kept, kept up with Jojo Leon as much as I like. My favorite Higashikata, um, I think we've been over this, I think, because I don't really know them that well. I just picked the one with the big butt. <laughs> Joel, have you are you caught up on Joe Jolion? No, I've I've yet to find a reliable scan of it. So if you guys have any hot tips, mm. that would be appreciated. You can't uh, purchase it legally. No, oh. it's. The- uh, I haven't found it legally actually, but I haven't looked very hard. Breaking the law, breaking the no, law. Well, I mean, they haven't put out anything in English past part three. Oh, I see. Right. So, I mean, it's just, you know, everyone does fan translations. JoJo's Colored he- Adventure, shout outs to them, did up to part seven. But I guess they're probably waiting for eight to be complete and colorized before they uh, do the translation. I still have actually never read anything but the Duong translation of uh, Diamond, mm-hmm. Diamond is Unbreakable. You and really I kind of. Read Duong. 
I kind of refuse to read a well-translated one, though. It's kind of oh, oh, you, you read Du Wang and you have not read. Yes. It. Oh, yeah. Ah. I, I don't think I've read anything past Du Wang. I just watched the anime. So uh, the anime is translated in English farther along than the manga. Yeah. Oh, Accurately, weird. yeah. Because they the like they made attempts. So like Viz Media is a big anime and manga company, and they did part three. I don't even think they finished it. They started part three, and then that ended. And just more recently. I don't know what company it is. They started these nice hardcover with new cover art uh, re-releases, and they're oh, I've seen those part three. Yeah, I forget what they're called. Jojonium, I think. They have they're like really nicely bound, and they're like like dark colored with like yep. marbling or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You they're, know, they're very pretty. You know, our listeners are just going to now send us links to like pass on to, pass along to Joel. I'm fine with that. I mean, I think I was reading Jojolion on like mangareader.net or Batoto. One of them just shut down, but I think one of those two. Um, and it's it's decent. You know, it's like a web web reader type thing. So, Joel, I just uh, noticed that your name starts with Joe. <gasps> uh, are you actually secretly uh, one of the JoJo's? <laughs> I think so. Se- I... Secret surprise guest. Is your is right your now. middle name also Joel? Joel, Joel, no. <laughs> Joel, Joel's bizarre. That, Jackie, that's perfect for you. <laughs> that's perfect for me because I add L's into you shit. put L's into everything, Jackie. <laughs> um, so yeah, sorry for that non-answer, hentai homie. Um, I like big butts, and I cannot lie. And uh, I don't know what part it is. <laughs> uh, and we got an email from uh, OG Chad. Aloha, aloha. Let's see, where did I put that email? You what probably are... put it on www.email.com. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, Aloha, JJB crew. JJBP crew. Is that where you found it? Yeah, sure. Uh, after watching a bunch of those, so basically this is videos. He sent a while ago, uh, so basically this is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, it's a really great video by this um, channel on YouTube that does like a bunch of breakdowns of popular like uh, cartoon franchises including Steven Universe Jackie you should watch mm. that um, but for JoJo's like not only are they accurate but they're also like they they're pretty mean but like <laughs> in a loving way but they talk about how like the author who reads like fun facts off Snapple caps like <laughs> shit like that and you're like ooh that's true and then they just like they fight a bunch of villains like Dio and Dio again and you know <laughs> It, it was uh, it was it's a pretty good video, but it it had a lot of spoilers, so I didn't really want to show it to Jackie and Miles. Mm. Miles doesn't care, but Jackie does. I'm gonna look it up. All right, uh, don't watch it. Um, no, in real life, I don't want anything to be spoiled. <laughs> He's just playing a character. Yeah. For this podcast. But then you, but you actually ask, and I answer sometimes with spoilers. Yeah, I know. I, I wish you wouldn't do that. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, Chad continues. I got to thinking about what it means to be a fan. How important do you feel it is to be able to laugh at something you're a fan Mm. of? Don't answer yet. Are there any things you wish you could more easily laugh at? Weird questions, I know, but a few things I was wondering about. Mahalo, Chad. So things you like that you don't like to be made fun of? First question is, is it important to be able to laugh at something you're a fan of? I say, yeah, absolutely. Joel, you said yeah? Yeah, absolutely. As long as the way that whoever is making fun of it is making fun of it in an accurate way, I can I can laugh about it. Mm. It's adults. It, I mean, I agree. But also, sometimes things are like too mean. I don't yeah. know. Like I, sometimes you could be punching up, uh, punching down, down, and that's bad. 
It, it just like if you're dismissive of it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Or you can tell if someone is like, if we're joking, we're joking. Like we joke about how Araki has no idea what the stand system is until like 10 chapters in or whatever. But um, it's th- it's also something if you hate a chapter, like you should tell people you hate it because yeah. you love it, like the series overall. That's That's something else. It's like, it depends on where it's coming from, I think, because I think that if like some, if someone like, came into our podcast, let's say, and was like, I actively hate JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I think it's a waste of time. I think it's trash. You know, like if somebody came yeah, and they were that's like, not worth it. that's horrible. And then they started cracking jokes on it too, like making fun of Araki, making fun of the characters. Then it's like, all right, well now you're like shitting on us for liking it, you know? Yeah. We appreciate um, your listenership I feel like anyway. <laughs> I, get the, I get the sense that this kind, you can't really enjoy this kind of media. And by that, I mean like, anime generally in manga without appreciating tropes and especially with jojo since it's actually older than essentially than probably any of us you have to remember that like this series informed a lot of the tropes that we enjoy in more modern series which Mm -hmm. is kind of a weird thing to think about but it's very true with jojo in particular yeah, so it becomes like watching it. You're like, oh, here we go, this old thing, right? Because you've you've seen right. it. And you're, you're like, oh, I've seen this trope before, but then you think about it chronologically. You're like, oh man, wait, this was probably the first time this trope happened in a TV show, or rather a manga. And then everything I've seen since then. So I, I thought about that when this episode we watched with the shadow clones. I'm like, huh, shadow clones. Then I thought, wait a second, this might have been the first appearance of this concept, maybe. Yeah. What? Wait, yeah. You mentioned that to me. What other? What are you thinking of that has shadow clones? Naruto. Like, Naruto does that? Yeah. I refuse to watch. There's some people that work who talk about it because we were, we've been playing Dragon Ball Fighters and then they wanted to play one of the Naruto games and they were telling me about shit. And <laughs> I've only, I, I did just like one gigantic read through and that's it. Oh, I wow. think it'd be really funny if now, like, all of a sudden you started getting into, like, Dragon Ball and, like, Naruto and I can't. Inuyasha. They're so, like, they're, like <laughs> the I, shit I don't that, know like, about Inuyasha. The shit that, like, we actively didn't watch when we were Just like, in high school. I watched it every day in middle school and high school. But they're so fucking, Not Naruto, they're Dragon so Ball drawn out. Like, watching it every day when you come home from school is one thing. But if you were like, I'm going to sit and watch Dragon Ball, you'd, like, hang yourself at right. certain... So, speaking of influences, the uh, there's a Fist of the North Star prequel... Um, anime that's out right now and oh, I can't yeah? remember for the life of me what the name is but I don't know if you guys have ever seen any Fist of the North oh, Star yeah. stuff but I mean the character design is if anything slightly more ridiculous than Jojo yeah. in some ways and I mean Fist of the North Star is super heavily influenced it's, by uh, Mad Max Fist, Fist of the Blue Sky oh yeah and wait that's still out I thought that was old uh, already no like the anime adaptation started on April 2nd oh shit okay that's cool. Yeah, I, I've always been meaning to watch Fist of the North Star. I love that fucking old school looking, uh, that old school animation. And like some of the deaths in it are amazing. Like there's that one, I think it's a brother. He's like a peaceful, he looks kind of like Jesus. And he has some technique where he sits down. It's like either Shin, I think it's Shin or Ray. He like sits down and hits his enemies with beams of light. And they feel like immense pleasure. And then they explode. <laughs> it's just like it's so fist of the north star and so fucking awesome i just like watched a compilation of like best kills and fist of the north star it was a good time um to answer chad's question though i think it's uh awesome to have opinions that aren't just like that was amazing and that was awesome yeah. and take it super seriously but instead be like that was really cool but also laugh at something or or be like they should this you know, th- it would have been cool if this happened or like, you know, be, be more critic, be more like 
critical in like a academia style. But like you love it. But you don't, I mean, you don't have to either. You can just you watch, you can just watch something and be like, that was fun and that's it. But like, yeah. you know, laughing, I don't know. There's a wide, as long as it's coming from a place of enjoyment and love yeah, and happiness. Yeah, exactly. And especially with JoJo, I mean, probably most of our enjoyment derives from recognizing how completely ridiculous the thing we just saw yes. was. Yeah. Like, like the murder hawk or, you know, <laughs> I mean, we could go on forever, right? Yeah, I have some things in this episode that I'm a little uh, weirded out. I, what? Um, I, <laughs> I think only some, watch some because of you guys have changed me up in your apartment. Yeah. We feed you um, raw hey, potatoes. Hey, Miles, do you like this show? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I thought you, I thought you did. I was pretty sure. I don't think we've ever gotten like an explicit. I think so. Miles is a fan, so I just wanted to ask it. Okay. Yeah, and then Chad's email. I I, I would say no. Are, are there any things you wish you could laugh, you could more easily laugh at, like outside of JoJo's? In general, I think yeah, including JoJo's, including whatever. I think mm. I think I take Ghost in the Shell very seriously, mm. and I will defend any Ghost in the Shell property. You know. I'll die on that hill, but it is pretty ridiculous in a lot of ways, and some of the jokes and the stuff is just pretty bad, but I wish I could take it a little less seriously, to be what honest. About, what about the live action? How'd that go for you? I have not seen that, and nice. now it got spoiled for me, and now I especially don't want to see it. I heard about the and ending. I don't want to get too, too far off track, but they've ruined one of the cooler things about second gig so yeah no thanks yeah i have not watched uh standalone complex but i love the fucking like russian english japanese theme song that's yoko kano that that song is fucking beautiful yep um so that like makes me want to watch just in another i mean there are so many good anime intros that are just insane like i always want to go back and watch serial experiments lane just because that that intro song is fucking fantastic yeah there's always those intro songs you don't want to skip and there's only i could probably count them on one hand Mm. and you've named two outlaw star have not you don't know outlaw star Oh. It's the one that's like Temenaye Dana. Oh. Oh. I haven't even seen that and I know Dana. it. I probably yeah, yeah, sang yeah. it a lot, including on this podcast, I think. <laughs> and uh I mean there's Cowboy Bebop, how could you want to skip? I think exactly. Trigun has some well, it depends. I don't yeah, know. The original the original Helsing had probably the only good thing about the original Helsing, not the OVA, was the uh theme song i don't remember it i wait it's just fuck. sort of like cool jazzy number oh it's, is it like or am i thinking yeah you're thinking yeah of, no you're Kinda thinking of trigon aren't you do, 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 oh i do. am thinking it's of very trigon. similar to trigon actually but. yeah trigon is i've done it before everything's been done this has been anime theme this has been done <laughs> um i don't do i take anything seriously mark I think I don't take anything serious. I think Miles doesn't take anything seriously either. I don't know. Do you ever feel like, has anyone ever like insulted Sailor Moon and you've gotten like way too defensive? No. Okay. Yeah. It's hard to insult Sailor Moon. I think I haven't seen it, but it seems well, like it's, it's, it's like I laugh at it too, but it's, okay. but it's good. Oh, what's that? What is that scene where it's like tuxedo mask is like, I have to go. And she's like, you didn't even do anything like that cracks me the fuck up her face in that, in that panel. I think I might get serious when someone tries to accuse something of like Disney being bad, not bad, but like having a message that I didn't see in it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. Mm. You know, I don't know. I, I guess the idea is more like, can you laugh at and admit is silly yeah. um, I don't know. rather than just like direct criticism. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I take anything that seriously. I don't know if I do. I don't either. laugh at Schindler's List. I don't think that's funny. <laughs> do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like, should I be able to laugh at that more? No. No? I think some seri- uh, serious things that make you cry, like, or sad, or whatever. whatever. I get mad if people criticize something that I like without, like, knowing about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. With, with like, the, like, they use a cliche criticism of it that is, like, not valid. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to think of music too now. If anyone, like you haven't even watched it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do that with like the Knicks because the Knicks are notoriously bad, and I understand that as a Knicks fan. <laughs> but like, if people who don't watch basketball go, "Why do you even like the Knicks?" Then you're like, that you makes, don't fucking that makes know. Sense. Yeah, you don't even yeah. get it. <laughs> that, that that makes sense, and I should probably stop doing that. Um, <laughs> to you on a daily basis. Miles is just no, bringing up things he doesn't like about I, Mark. I come from a family of of people that like watched the Mets when they were fucking garbage for like decades. So like I respect mm-hmm. anybody that watches a team that is not popular or is not doing very well. I have no problem with you that. You shouldn't. It's pointless. It's a pointless endeavor. Well, I mean, yeah, but I'm I, I'm saying I respect people who emotionally invest in something that just doesn't pay off. Okay. Even though that is probably a bad idea. Anyway. Uh, thank you for the email, Chad. Aloha. Aloha, mahalo. More mahalo. Which one's, what, what, what's mahalo mean? Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Oh. We're learning. Okay. Let us, uh, oh, if you want to email us, you can do so by emailing jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. You can tweet to us at jjbpod. Uh, we post on Reddit on the Stardust Crusader subreddit. Sometimes you'll find those posts. Um, let's get into the episode, which again is episode 31, actually. Mm-hmm. Pew! We're back. Oh, I'd, recommend, uh, I'd recommend you forward the screenshot I took to uh, our other two compatriots here. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely pointed out when it happened, but I, I will certainly show it because it is a moment worth mentioning. Oh, certainly. yes. It is a panel <laughs> of Abdul summoning... Magician's Red, and the Crunchyroll <laughs> caption just being suck. suck. Or I want suck. that to be my Twitter banner. Just the suck? You can yeah. do it. I can make it my Twitter banner. I, I want it to be Abdul uh, summoning the Facebook CEO, and it's just suck. That's, that's what I want, really. Ha! Thanks for oh. that. Thanks. Hey. Very a, good. A, a Topical. Um, okay, so... This episode, I'm not going to say it. This episode uh, starts with the fucking... The flames! The, this, like, burning clock that last episode, we were like, how is he going to make the fucking clock move? Like, does he have to manually update it? Does he have to burn the, the clock hand every... But But now we figured it out. He just thought, because flames, like, rise, I guess, yeah. that it would just eventually just burn everything. Like yeah, I how guess. Burns things. He just says like when the clock burns twelve, and I'm like, if it's just gonna all be fucking. <laughs> but twelve, so twelve is the number at the very top. So I think that's what he means. It's it's gonna burn everything up and up until it gets to the top, and it's twelve because the fire is gonna go up. The heat would just rise at a constant second by second rate. Is that what he assumed? Well, I don't. But then he also says in this episode, he's like, oh well, my fire doesn't behave like normal fire. So. Yeah. Which he says Game. after he destroys the already burning table. Like, yeah. So we never right. find out. He's <laughs> basically saying like, my, like just because I threw fire at that thing and you rearranged it doesn't mean the fire is like now in place and immobile. I can pick it up and do whatever I want with it. So Araki set up this clock as the device around which this fight would resolve and then he destroys it immediately. It's yeah. not a real clock though. It's just he drew it in his manga. Yeah. So it's fine. It, like, nothing was damaged. No, I, I'm upset about the <laughs> clock being broken. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. Um, it's like uh, that SZA song. What's the SZA song? Broken, broken Clocks. clocks. Oh. Yeah. SZA uh, from 
Maplewood. Is she from New Jersey? Yeah. Uh-huh. Maplewood is that's up here, right? That's in North Jersey. That's right, baby. It's like West, right? No, it's in Essex County. Oh, what? I didn't know that. Anyway, I confuse it with Maple Shade sometimes, aka where I would get gas when returning from Philadelphia, because it costs has been two cents. New Jersey towns. Yes, <laughs> over five hundred of them. Uh, More than five hundred. It's like five fifty-three. That. Oh, I see. Fuck you, grammarian asshole. Um, so at some point, Paul Nareff introduces himself as Jean-Pierre Paul Nareff. Is yes. Paul Nareff a French name? Uh, yeah, he's named after, anyone want to guess? I've already used it in the OVA. We talked about this. Michael Paul Nareff, a French uh, oh, okay. rock pop musician. Gotcha. Mm. So it doesn't, it doesn't quite sound French, but it's a French guy. That's but Jean-Pierre certainly does. Or Jean-Paul? Well, Jean-Pierre is, yeah. That's J- his name. John Peter. Jean-Pierre. Yeah. And uh, Abdul goes... Merci beaucoup. Yeah. I appreciate. There's a lot of like random French words yeah. thrown in. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm imagining like what is a what is a French Japanese accent sound like or a Japanese French accent sound like? You got to go back and watch cuz it was in there. Yeah, so, it was definitely in there. Would, like like Polnareff had a French accent while he was speaking no, Japanese. No, 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 no. <laughs> that would be amazing. No, that would be gross. It's like I, I hated fucking Tonio Trussardi speaking like bad italian japanese Prego. when, when oh, no. he was like watashi no restauranto i'm like no stop please <laughs> but he, he also was all sing-songy at the same time yeah. if i recall so he's like, restauranto yeah it was i hated it um same voice actor as uh, mario really uh-huh. Ch- charles martinet yep i know his name uh, He's a bachelor, weirdly enough. Why do you know that? Because I he has a that guy has a huge amount of range because he was one of the dragons in Skyrim too, if I recall. Yes, that's true. Yeah, he was Parthenax, I think. He's also um like Waluigi, Wario, Luigi, like all of them. Oh, so I was too close for it to be a joke. Uh, yeah, but okay. you know, I feel bad because like there's a there's a Conan remote where he goes to like some video game thing and he he kind of like makes fun of Charles Martinet. And he asks him if he's married, and Charles is like, nope. And, like, I just, like, I like Conan a lot, but I in that moment, I was like, fuck you. Do so is not, this something This that is something you... I cannot, <laughs> yeah. like, don't make fun of the voice actor for Mario for the last fucking 20 years. Like, you can't do that. You don't, leave him alone. You're right. Because it's not coming from a place of love. And it's... it's a real person. Don't make fun of him. That's true. Leave him alone. He's an old man. When he dies, I die. <laughs> Damn. That's how I feel. Are you, are you serious? I have a kill switch for when the voice actor of Mario dies. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Pol- uh, Polnareff, I didn't know Mark felt this way. But anyway. I just, I, he's just like an old man that has like some nostalgic ties to me. And like Conan making fun of him, I, I didn't like. Um, Speaking of voice actors, I just found myself wondering if Norio Wakamoto was ever in JoJo. And it turns out he was whole he was, horse. But oh, it's so understated yeah. that I didn't even know it was him. He's also in the audio CDs that came out like way back when. He's Dio. That uh, makes a lot of sense. Yes. If you want to hear Norio Wakamoto do Dio, um, it's a trip. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I've just heard samples of it, but how, it's pretty great. How would I know him? From everything. <laughs> Have uh, you ever heard a guy roll his R's in Japanese for like 30 seconds? Norio Wakamoto okay. is like, oh, 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 you know where you know him from? Remember the, the big yellow cat dad in Azumanga Dayo? Yes. Oh. He's like, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. He's a And also, he's the, the priest in Helsing. He's right. the, uh, the like 
the King guy in uh, Code Geass. He's... Oh, man, it goes on. He's that guy in Trigun. He's actually vicious in Cowboy Bebop. Right. Wait, who's he the guy? Who? Which guy in Trigun is he? He is... Oh, man. What's his name? Uh... Joseph or Gulfseth or something? I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. Joseph. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, he is M. Bison in a few of the Street Fighter games. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yoi and shit like that. And he's actually—I think he has actually Akuma in one of the maybe the one of the CVS games, which is a he weird plays. Um, oh no, what was the? Oh yeah, he's Dracula in one of the Castlevania games. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I think in Symphony, uh, no. If there's a ja- yeah, the Japanese Symphony of the Night, it might be him. Yeah, he's so every like evil voice basically. Yeah, he's <laughs> actually he's great. He's uh in one of the Sengoku games. He's he's uh Nobunaga Oda, which is so good. Makes sense. And he he has yeah. all these lines like I'm gonna destroy Japan. And just yelling his own name. It's great. <laughs> yeah, he's also um you can get a GPS in Japan that's narrated by Norio Wakamoto, uh. <laughs> and it's so over the top. I've heard of it. Like it, it might have been a bit or something. Like maybe I missed the larger context. Maybe it was on like a Japanese daytime show, and it's a parody. But it's funny where he's like Migi, Migi Dayo, like telling you to make a right. I I think it's hard to top his uh weird like catholic prayer thing he does in english in uh helsing ova oh i don't know i think i saw the first ova i don't really remember it but uh he does an entire prayer in english and it is awkward i have to look that up there's is is helsing the one where there's something where there's like a bunch of demons or just bad guys it might be joe i don't know where it is and they're like being evil and one of them says in japanese like we're gonna kill like we're a bunch of crazy people. and one of them just goes jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> no you're think. i think you're thinking of what i'm thinking of I'll, I'll send it to you in helsing okay yeah um okay we should um probably get on with the the summary yes uh, although anyway. we have been we've been off topic about anime there's there must be listeners that appreciate this better than like fucking like yeah back up on the new jersey turnpike um so polnarf introduces himself um you know they have this flagrant uh you know sort of demonstration of their powers abdul's like I can so manipulate, much showmanship i can manipulate fire however the fuck i want and yeah. polnarf's like yeah but i can slash your flames around and i'm gonna stab all these fucking coins in one go he throws a bunch of change for the anime uh francs up in the air mm. and he stabs them all in one motion he doesn't have to go like stab 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 it's just one he lines them up and there's fire between them because he can stab fire. Yes. Yeah, right. That's, yeah. <laughs> Does he ever use this later? I feel like there's a lot of powers that come up this episode, and I'll point them out. I feel like there's a lot of powers that come up this episode that don't ever come back. Yeah. It's like Araki starts to introduce kind of like the over. Well, it's like the overdrives, right? Like yellow overdrive, blue ripple. They're never used again. They're just like a cool like technique you have. And it's never, never used again. You know, he does that here. Like, there's Starfinger later. That's used maybe twice, actually. I think Starfinger's used twice, so never mind. That gets a pass. Um, Star Platinum doesn't really have to draw too often. Um, yeah. Um, so Silver Cha- Chariot can create gaps between nothing. Yes. He can cut nothingness between space or something like that. Like, he can split the atom or some shit. It's <laughs> Why isn't there a huge explosion? Yeah, it should be insane. Right. It's like Okuyasu levels of just deletion. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, Polnareff shows that he can impale fire and coins. And then he leaves, and they're like, where's he going? And he's Wait, like, you mentioned that the Franks thing has changed 
What was it originally? Yes. Yeah, so the reason why I glossed over that is because I didn't. I didn't look up what the original panel was. I don't know what he originally stabs. You can't let these things... I don't let these things slide, Mark. I'm sorry. Maybe it was yen. Maybe Araki was like, I don't know what other fucking coins look like. No. Mm. Well, they're in Hong Kong, so maybe it's uh, whatever they have there. Oh, yuan? Dollars. Is it? Uh, at this point, maybe British pounds. Oh, Wait, good point. I thought they were in Singapore. No, I think they're in Hong Kong. No, they're later? still in Hong Kong. Oh, okay. I think so, yeah. Um... Anyway, so yeah, Polnareff is like, anyway, I'd be happy to, you know, take you out here, but uh, I think your powers are more suited to a bigger space. So, like, a lot of this this, uh, this fight is Polnareff being like, allow me to be nice to you and yeah. give you the courtesy. Although a lot of the courtesy is just, like, being able to talk about yourself and be like, this is my power and this is what it does. Um, so they go out into the... Just uh, hubris. A lot of hubris. Yes. They go out into the weirdest uh, place on the fucking planet. And I forget who says which, it. Which is real, by the way. It is? I, have you looked it up or anything? I haven't. Yeah, it's called the Harpa Villa, Villa. It's actually the one that this is based on is in Singapore. Um, oh, okay. And it, it looks pretty much like that, and it's still open. Well, I think it might oh. be the narrator, or maybe Joseph says, this is one of Hong Kong's bizarre zones that's the narrative oh yeah what are the yeah. other bizarre zones you know in what Hong i just Kong? realized <laughs> joel did you play like street fighter 2 at all i did and i think you're right i think i know what you're thinking there's yeah. a level that looks like this Fe, i think fei long stage which would make yeah. sense fei long is ah. uh chinese or maybe yep. from hong kong um yep. and yeah so it's in tiger bomb garden i think is what they call it in, in the anime at least um let's go to hong kong all right uh, when do you want to leave? Like Friday? <laughs> Let's go. Friday night? Let's go. Okay, cool. Um, Jackie wants to go to China um, with Big Bird. What? You leave me alone. No, it's... You leave me alone. I think any exposure that you get, no matter how young or whatever, is totally valid. When I was I mean, little, I saw Big Bird goes to China, and it was amazing, and it made me want to go to China and uh, do stuff there. Yeah, I think that's totally valid. I mean, I'm a huge fucking weeaboo. But also, I'm an adult now, and China is still cool, and Big Bird's not there anymore. Yeah, so I'm just, it was a first spark. He I, I wasn't mocking you. I just I wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about Big Bird Goes to China. All right. I've been to the Hong Kong airport. It's nice. That's cool. Ah. What, what were you doing over there? Was it for your Asia studies major? Yeah, it was a stopover on my way to Asia. Oh. <laughs> but it's actually in Asia. What do you mean a stopover on your way to Asia? No, it's not. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so they go out there, and then what, what happens now? Like, what's the first, what do they say to each Because oh, there's so a lot of talking. Paul Nareff is like, you're going to be destroyed by your own magician's red. Right. I make a prediction. Yeah. Uh, that your own powers will destroy you. And then I think at some point, basically, just Paul Nareff opens the opens the game, and he starts just stabbing or trying to stab the shit out of magicians red it's a lot of thrusts i noticed does is polnareff also saying ora 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 seems he, like he's he is. saying hora. yeah what is that hora with Slight, an h hora is something different. jewish it's yeah <laughs> it's the dance you do no hora, hora is like look at this like take a look at this ah like hora hora like, is it french too no that that would be interesting though just means time in spanish Ora, ora, ora. Or, well, that's or hour. I'm trying to think what the most obnoxious English translation would have been, and I think it would be if he was just yelling, check it out, check it out, check it out, check it out. <laughs> check this shit, peep this, peep this, peep this, peep this. Um, that's, oh man. Um, 
Yeah, and Magician's Red is dodging for a while. Abdul is being really cool. I wrote this down. Abdul is this is Abdul's cool episode because he's being real cool. This is why they call him Cool Abdul. Ab cool. Yeah. Um, Ab cool. At some point, he flings a bunch of fire at Polnareff, and Polnareff's like, "I fucking told you I can manipulate your fire." Polnareff throws the fire at a bird statue, and it then like falls apart to reveal a perfect sculpture of magician's red which is also birdish and they're like he's mocking us he somehow sculpted magician's red Polnareff did this yeah but it just looked like he flung he flunged fire at a flanged he maybe fl- he flanged i think he maybe carved it with his sword when no one was looking when people were distracted by the flames right yeah they, they they seem to be trying to indicate that he's like mega fast but before they even left that room at the beginning he did one of those classic like whoa how do you even get there things and i was like wait a second polnareff's not supposed to be that fast because yeah. he's not passed him to the door, and I'm just oh, like, yeah, what yeah. is he? Is he Dio? Like, what did he just yeah, do? Yeah, his stand is supposed to be fast, not him. So I was wondering, <laughs> yeah, I was picturing, like, if he, like, dropped the coins and then had his stand, like, shove him real hard or something. <laughs> his stand, like, picked him up and ran like a like a football player or something. Um, so uh, these people are pretty artistic, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. Josaro can, like, draw real good... Kakyoin, he was also doing something artistic, wasn't he? He was painting. He was painting. These were uh, all really creative, creative well, do people. do that cherry thing. I guess that's art. Yeah, that's coming. <laughs> that, that's art. Uh, uh, Abdul, I don't know what Abdul does, but his fire gets... Oh, well, he makes onks out of his fire. He doesn't have to do that. There's nothing advantageous <laughs> to that shape. <laughs> that's true. And yeah. then I noticed, I don't know if it was part of his face that I just never noticed, but when he gets cut in yep. this episode, they're mm-hmm. little onk shapes. Yeah, th- uh-huh. no, that's definitely Polnara fucking with him, I think. They just don't comment on it for once. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he burns away this like perfect carving of um, Magician's Red at one point. Is Magician's Red's head a chicken? Um, it no. sure looks like it. Is it a cock? No, I would call it like a like a falcon or something. It's got an immense beak. Chickens don't have beaks like that. Okay, it's some kind of falcon. How different does it look from Red Hot Chili Pepper? It's pretty different. It's way more majestic and jacked. Yeah, it's Red Hot really Chili jacked. Pepper is more like what I got you got to give it Stop. to me right now. God, <laughs> just nightmares. <laughs> Miles used to sing that like every episode we were in that fucking arc. He would sing Give It Away. Um, okay, at some point... So, so around now, the, this is when um, Magician's Red, like he, uh, fucking Abdul like calls his Crossfire Hurricane. Oh, you're right. He does that. Crossfire Hurricane. And it says suck up on top. It says S-U-U-U-U-C-K. Yeah. I mean, that's the subtitle. Suck. Basically, they're saying that the katakana like sound effects we're seeing on screen like indicate like the sound of something being sucked. Like that? No, I hope not. But that doesn't make much sense because he's expelling fire i don't right? yeah i don't is know the air is it i don't know the is it like fire a, needs the oxygen yeah is it like so a bellows i would double my crunchyroll subscription if they didn't have any k's if it was just a bunch of c's like s-u-c-c-c-c-c don't uh and and you guys know i i i hope i didn't retread this in the ova but you guys know what crossfire hurricanes a reference to is it jumping jack flash by the rolling stones because you talked about it in the ova fuck i don't know what that is in the beginning really? of Jumping Jack Flash by Rolling Stones, he says, I was born in a crossfire hurricane. 
which is uh, a really cool uh, turn of phrase, I think. Crossfire hurricane. It's true. I think there was a documentary called that about them also. Makes sense because it's it's such an iconic, uh, awesome phrase. But yeah, what is like what is crossfire hurricane? Isn't it just a bunch of fire? The fire shaped like an unk. Oh yeah, that is crossfire hurricane. Okay, right. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of special being uh, crossfire right. hurricane. I think it's just it's just like any other attack, right? It's just like the slightly bigger one that he uses all the time. Yeah, it's like fire blast from Pokemon. Oh, right. okay. But it's like an unk. Yeah, I guess you know what's funny is I guess technically if you look at the word in a way crossfire, it's like it's fire in the shape of a cross. Yeah. I, I, that just blew my fucking mind. And I think when uh, you use Fire Blast in Pokemon, it's like the kanji for fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. It sure yeah. is. That's interesting. Um, so, yeah, he's, he throws this immense amount of fire at Polnareff. Uh, Polnareff is not uh, impressed. And no, this... Polnareff is like, I can make nothingness happen, so screw you, basically. Yeah, I can... I told you I can divide nothing. I can divide by zero. I don't know what he says. I can cut nothingness into nothingness or something. And then this part I thought was really shittily animated because I don't 100% know what the fuck happened. I had to kind of deduce it. Did you guys feel that way? I thought that a lot of the like, haha, I got you, like happened really quickly. Yeah. If that's what you're talking about. I wouldn't be able to explain it to you. Tune into another podcast where they can. No, don't, don't, don't. There's no other JoJo podcast. None. Oh, okay. Um, I think he like reflects the big onk, and it burns uh, magicians red, and so Abdul is on fire and he falls down like he's hurt, and Polnareff laughs at uh, you know his victory and that his prediction came true. But then he it's, gets burned anyway, right? Like Polnareff gets burned. Yeah, anyway. he notices that he's burning because what actually happened is he reflected his fire at the bird that he carved, the carving of Magician's Red. Right. The statue. The statue, which was like, okay, did Abdul throw the Crossfire Hurricane and then go back pick up the statue and throw it at Polnareff? What the fuck is this? He know. just he hid behind yeah. the statue after everything and then when Polnareff looked he was looking at a statue he, he definitely power walked towards it like a old <laughs> Hanna-Barbera character and just made the and then he just chucked it right yeah it's again it's like it's kind of hard to tell what the fuck is going on it's like when I was reading I was like rereading parts of part four when we were covering Diamond is Unbreakable and there's a thing they cut out where Josuke throws himself off the pylon and then uh, fucking crazy diamond like punches him back to the pylon like it makes no fucking sense he like <laughs> bounces himself sideways off the pylon which swings him back up into the air and I'm like Araki you should have just written what you meant like just write it out give me a diagram or something so yeah I don't I don't know really how this went down I didn't bother to open the comic I don't have it anywhere um, and Abdul says something like uh, it's it's 10 years too soon for you to fight me which I don't understand He's right, which is weird because that he says that before Polnareff indicates he's trained for ten years, so it's kind of like it was out oh, of interesting. order. Yeah, and and what he says is he says I'm a fortune teller, and it, and like I make predictions, and I don't know if he says it's your own power, but I guess he does because he goes it's you who's been destroyed by your own power, which isn't true. He doesn't stab himself a bunch, <laughs> right? Um, so then. Uh, is this, this is when Polnara first burns for a bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
So and they then everyone assumes that the fight is over. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like and his stand is destroyed, and he won't be able to stand for three months. And I'm wondering, does, do they mean do they mean he won't be able to like call his stand? Stand. His legs are destroyed. Yeah, it's a double on. I love that they all become doctors for five minutes. Yeah, how do they know three months specifically is how long he'll be out? Yeah, Kakyoin gives like a amazing prognosis. Uh, Jotaro says like something about like he's like he's dead. Or, if he's lucky, he'll be burned really badly. Actually, that's bad Maybe luck. Maybe not so lucky. They're the cockiest people for like 30 seconds. <laughs> it's really bad. So they all walk away. They don't even address this guy that was, you know, he was talking about how chivalrous he was being and explaining stuff. Yeah. Because they kept stopping to be like, let me explain my power. But they're all like, like, they're all like, this fight is definitely over and he won't come back. How many people, has it just been one that had the flesh... Bud. Blood blush. So far. <laughs> so it was. Blush bud. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the, the slushy uh, Coke flavor. Yeah. I'm a little. I went from A to D there. Um, that yeah, it was Kakyoin had the flesh bud. Um, then Abdul has a flashback where he almost gets flesh budded. So and why, now Polnareff has a flesh bud. Why don't they always like when they encounter someone be like, let's see if this is a real bad guy or if they have a flesh bud. A blood blush. I, I think... <laughs> a fush blood. I think. Well, they, I, I suppose they can't really get to it to check because the person's sort of programmed to fight them, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess... They got, they got Dio's little Pantene hair chunks. They checked with the dude on the plane. <laughs> yeah, they, that's true. They did check for a, a, a Tower of Grey's user who has no fucking name, I don't think. Well, it uh, wouldn't be very good watching if they just ran around demanding people cut their hair. True. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is like, I guess it would be boring if they, if they checked every time, because basically what it is, is they need the good guys to have a flesh bud. So they have an excuse to be trusted afterwards, which makes so much more sense than when Koichi just befriends the guy who tried to like kill his mom. (laughs) He's just a trusting (laughs) idiot. (laughs) Like it makes, Oh, they were, it's not their fault. They were manipulated by this weird, the fucking live creature that's for mind control. Like that makes sense. But <laughs> it's so weird that you said that after like creature and mind control, and then you went, "That makes sense." That makes <laughs> sense in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That makes sense, but oh, just having someone love. who is pure evil, and then someone who tries to make your sister kill herself, right? So that you feel really bad and give up your and house. And then the next day, you're like, "All right, you can, you can carry my books. You, we'll walk to school. We'll hang out. This yeah. is fine." <laughs> what were you gonna say? I'm John? not mad. The, uh, the, I don't know, I didn't catch what the Japanese was, but the buddies joke after they get the bud out of his head. Yeah, it's like, it's, they, (laughs) they, they make it, they do a good job of translating the pun into English because with puns from foreign languages, when you translate, you just have to come up with a different pun because the only other way to do it is if you're like a fan translation and you stop and put a paragraph of text explaining the language's nuances. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what I remember learning once is that good translation does not actually teach you the language. It just tries to get the general thing across. So what they do is, yeah, instead of saying like, got, you know, that flesh bud means we can be buddies, but there's <laughs> something he says in this where he, it's, it's basically the word niku because niku is like, niku no me is the flesh bud. Um, niku means meat, or I guess in this case, flesh. And he says something with niku that I guess has to do with the word for like chums or buddies, but I don't know what it is. Um, but we're skipping ahead. We are ahead. So they leave, they're leaving, and then suddenly a bunch of fucking fireworks go off behind them. Polnareff flies into the air. 
Well, well, yeah, wait, did they explain that clearly? Because I didn't really understand why he was flying into the air, and they're all like, oh. how is he levitating in the air? And I'm Well, just, okay, wait, 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 wait. So, so his all, they, we see Silver Chariot, and all of his armor pops off. Oh, uh, yeah. He's like right. a big steaming lobster being, like, de-shelled. Just, like, all these pieces popping off and steam. I'm, I'm a little hungry. <laughs> and um, so then, you know, we don't see what he looks like quite yet. But, yeah, they look back, and Polnareff is shot into the air, and Kakyoin remarks, like, he just shot up into the air while lying down. <laughs> like, we, yeah, we noticed. But uh, I think the idea, Miles, is that it's to show, just like how Polnareff was fast to leave the Chinese restaurant before, that it's like, he can, like, his stand can move him. He's got to go fast. He does He does have to go fast. His stand is Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, pew, pew, pew. Is that what you think Sonic sounds like? Yeah. Have you ever played Sonic? <laughs> Sonic sounds like... Hey guys, well, what, I'm fast. I love here, chili dogs. On, on the fast. count of on the count of three, let's all try to make the revving noise from Sonic. Okay. Okay. Wait, 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 Joel, you you count it what? off because we're count it off. All right. One, two, three. <laughs> Pretty good, <laughs> Joel. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna hear you later. I didn't hear you during that. I'm just gonna isolate <laughs> you and turn that way the hell up because I don't know what you were doing. That'll be the new opening theme of this podcast. Perfect. Whatever the noise is. I was um, trying not to wake up the cat because she's a terror and she's finally sleeping. Uh, <laughs> um, she's making you. I, yeah, that's the type of noise that if a cat heard, they would just sit up and stare at you, like, "What the fuck are you doing?" So this, whatever happens, causes Palmerif to fly up in the air and he lands in the air. No, he, yeah, he lands upside lands down, clapping. And he says, uh, "This is like a classic line for Polnareff." He says, "Bravo, oh bravo." Uh, which is Italian, but you know, I, I you know, I guess you yeah. could say it. But he's, uh, he's European. Other people say bravo, other than the Italians, right? From I'd like to use this this moment to mention that I think this episode has the word bacana more than any episode I've seen. Really? Where oh. they're just repeatedly being like impossible, yeah, impossible, bacana. which basically is like saying like it's stupid or like yeah. isn't that stupid? Yeah, am I stupid? <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I, the reason why I say it's iconic, it's a big quote for him, is I, I'm just kind of assuming it because uh, when you use Polnareff in the fighting game uh, on his super where he does the armor takeoff super and he starts stabbing you or where Silver Chariot stabs you, he goes in the background. He's like, bravo, oh, bravo, like while you're being <laughs> stabbed to death. It's pretty dope. Uh, yeah, so he then lands and shows off uh, Silver Chariot unmasked. Um which Unarmored. doesn't look as cool, I think. Silver, he looks weird. He's skinny. Um, I love Silver Chariot's face. His his just like huge eyes, fucking like animaniac looking, creepy but kind of cool face. Um, is it animaniac looking? I, for some reason, the, the eyes look so. American. Is it zany to, to the max? Stop it! We're not doing this again. <laughs> um, and so Polnareff explains now. And this is the beginning of a few rules being violated. Uh, that you didn't actually burn Silver Chariot. You burned off its outer shell, its armor. Polnareff's outter shell is also burned, Mark. That's gone what, over this. what the fuck? Like, there's nothing. Why isn't he at least, like, all my body hair was singed off or whatever? No, he you know, had like, an outside layer of skin that looked exactly like his inside layer of skin. Is he, like, cars? Was he generating bubbles between layers of crab shit? What, what what is it? Why isn't he at least like I burned off a few layers of skin and I'm fine? Like that would have been enough for me. Just if he said something like that, you burned the first few layers of my skin, but I'm I'm alive and my stand now has no armor. 
Um, it's like later, Silver Chariot gets the ability to shoot the tip of its sword off. And I'm like, why is Polnareff's finger not bleeding? Like, why isn't his finger pop the fuck off? Well, he yeah. doesn't have a sword. But, but everything is supposed to be like a well, one-to-one. Here's the thing. At this point, they hadn't really defined the nature of like a stand as opposed like with you dying or being alive. Because remember, they're like, his stand's destroyed. He can't fight. But later in the series, that would mean he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think so, they, they do say that damage to you is like damage to your stand is reflected to you. I think they say that by now. I think they have said that. Uh, but many of these rules get broken. Almost all of them do. And one of our, our listeners told us that, you know, the rules mostly get told to us by Abdul, who can only understand what he sees and he's not necessarily like omnipotent. So I think that's a good yeah. cheat. Based on much. his track record, he's he's an idiot. He doesn't know anything about stands. Uh, I mean, his basic knowledge helped, I, I think, to I a degree. I think he knows about his stand. He's just, imagine... <laughs> Please don't hurt my stand. It'll he, hurt me. Because he names them and stuff. Imagine he's just, like, making like making up names. Like He is. Yeah. There's Wait just what second. he likes. So, you know, who, who decided on this tarot card uh, standardized naming convention? Was it him? Was it Dio? It was Both only of them. It was Enya or Abdul. And it, uh, it only was standard until they ran out of standard? cards. Yeah, whoever came up with it abandoned it very quickly. <laughs> yeah, the way right. ran out of the major uh, arcana. No one wanted to be right. like, I have the cups stand. It's fucking boring <laughs> as shit. Um, so I have the two of cups. Basically, they're on. They're back. They're they're on round two of this battle, and Polnareff shows how fast it is. He's like, now that he doesn't have armor, my stand is ultra fast. And Abdul's like, yeah, but that also means it has no protection. So you know, the next strike will be deadly or whatever. And Polnareff, right. this is basically the silver chariot version of Goku taking off his armor clothes or whatever. Yeah, does that happen? They yeah. don't wear armor, do they? He, don't they? No, he you wears know, he trains clothes. with weighted clothing. So when he takes uh, it off, he's suddenly way more powerful. I forget when that happens. Me too. It's like early no on, idea. though. That's like when you are warming up for being on uh, on deck in baseball, and you have the donut on the bat, and then you That's take right. the donut off, and you're like, "Holy fuck! I could smash a school." Yes. Yeah, I guess as a, as a Jew from the south, I'm very familiar with baseball. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm a Jew from the north, and I played a lot of baseball. And you guys are both huge jocks. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't complain. I have no allergies. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so they're on, like, round two. And so, you know, Abdul's like, yeah, but he's weak now. And Polnareff's like, let me show you something astonishing. And it becomes purple at this and point. And Abdul goes, oh, go ahead. Like, he's actually like, tell me more. Um, <laughs> like and, in the movie and, Grease? And the colors, no, shut up. <laughs> and and the colors, yeah, the colors do begin to change, which the uh, animator commented on in the who cares? Um, and they, they, it's a CG shot, I noticed, because uh, it rotates a bit, and you can kind of tell um, that they obviously wouldn't draw Silver Chariot five five or six times. Silver Chariot becomes seven Silver Chariots? Is this when everything's pink and blue? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yes, they do that that thing that Iraqi did, right, with all the coloring. It, yeah. it might be, like, I know in, in part four during the pylon fight, the sky goes orange, and that's to match one of the Tonkobone covers from part four where like Araki does the color himself and he just says fuck it the sky is orange and here is it a reference to purple rain no it's not oh <laughs> that's later when when that's part five is prince okay don't ask about prince what is part five i don't know anymore i think it's about uh wah, wah. trains um so part five is where uh where 
Jonathan definitely will get Sasuke back. I don't get that reference. Did you spoil everything just now? I no. I don't. So is Sasuke Naruto? Yes, it was a dumb joke. Okay. It's over. Okay. 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 Someone out there got it. Someone out there yeah. laughing. Oh off. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Listeners, write in if you're laughing. <laughs> just write a bunch of haws. Um, anyway, send us your haws. Send us your yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, basically there's a lot of silver chariots and he keeps calling them shadow clones. He doesn't really do a great job of explaining the fact that I think the idea here is that silver chariot moves so fucking fast that you think there's multiple of them. But does he ever get to do this again? No. No. So why? I think because he learns his lesson here that you should not take the armor off your stand in part. Although his stand doesn't get hit, so never mind. He rapidly becomes the JoJo version of Gimli because he's just kind of around. Doesn't really do much. <laughs> well, I, oh, really? I thought that was like Kakyoin, really. Uh, no, Kakyoin yeah. does stuff. I no, think Polnareff I, is like comic relief. Polnareff has the right, whole yeah, like whole comic horse. relief guy. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, so all these like clones are out and Abdul just lets loose and starts shooting all kinds of fucking flames all over the place like they're hitting the ground they're going way past Polnareff himself he's hitting the shadow clones but Polnareff's like that's a shadow clone you didn't really hit my stand and I'm like that's not quite then how the speed thing works like the speed thing it's more like you'd hit an after image but you wouldn't hit anything it would just miss basically he missed no they're clones okay they're um, actual clones, and then he only yep. uses power once. <laughs> yeah, while he has a flesh bud in him. Is this a reference to Attack of the Clones, the greatest Star Wars movies of all time? Yep. Oh, okay. Is um, this a, a reference to the Clone Saga of Spider-Man? Is well deep cut. <laughs> Someone out there is like, yeah. Is this a reference to? I was going to do a reference to something, and I realized it's Star Wars again. Um, <laughs> Were you going to say the Clone Wars? The, <laughs> no. That series? No. Yes. Um, so all these fires Ooh, went everywhere. Is it a reference to Clone High? Is that a thing? Mm. Yeah. Clone okay. High, a short-lived MTV animated series. It, yeah. All the all the clones were like historical figures, There was, but they were teenagers and they went to high school. So it was like Joan of Arc as a teenager, Abe Lincoln as a teenager. JFK, just like, that's weird. It was just a funny JFK, drama. blown away. What else do I have to say? JFK was afraid of getting into any car. Oh, stop it. No, that was a real... No. <laughs> yeah, that, the that show, show yeah. had some problems. <laughs> what? Slightly. That, I must find this. That is It's hilarious. pretty funny. I think I it's might so have it on funny. my computer. It's really funny. And Abe Lincoln didn't want to go to the theater. Is that also part of it? Probably, yeah. It's just know. all about how they died, and Joan of Arc's like, don't make there's me talk a, to the Catholics. Yeah. If I recall, there's Gandhi, and there's some yeah. like really bad food strike Ga- jokes. Oh, no, God. Gandhi was like... He was like, he was like a horny like little a toad. Yeah, right? he was just like this funny, weird little kid. Yeah, he's like a little hippie dude. Um, so anyway, <laughs> Abdul's throwing fire. All, he's spitting hot fire all over the place, and uh, Polnareff eventually gets uh, Silver Chariot close to Abdul, and he stabs him a bunch in the face, very gently, like not super hard, but it does carve these bloody onks into his face, and. <laughs> Uh, Abdul, have you talked about the crossfire crossfire special yet? He's about I'm about to. Okay, he does it right now. He does. He goes. He throws like one crossfire hurricane 
uh, he says like, but you don't know that I can put parts of my crossfire hurricane all, I can break them apart and put them together, which is like, yeah, we know what you he can says, do with your fire. No, he says like, in the name of chival- chivalry, right. I'll explain to you some stuff because you've been nice and you've explained to right. me how your powers work. Yeah, they're so Oh, ugh. but he's tricky and doesn't tell him the whole story. Yep. Yeah. If he was really chivalrous, he'd be like, I put something in the fucking ground. It's going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so he like split. He says I can split the onks apart and stuff, and then he show he throws one right directly at him as a distraction. Am I right? Yeah. Polnar flings it away and is about to attack Abdul, but then suddenly all this fucking fire shoots up from under Polnareff, uh, igniting him on fire, and he fucking dies. And Abdul goes, "You burnt." Uh, no, it, it <laughs> looks like he should die. He's on fire for an extended period of time. I know that this is like manga time where it was. Pe- Probably only like a few panels. He should be dead. He should be crispy or at least bald. Just <laughs> that hair has to have a lot of product in it and there's a lot of it. Yeah. Um, so Polnareff has lost because he, he wasn't paying attention to the ground. Joseph exposes the fact that Abdul throwing all those flames before was to create a hole in the ground that he then shoved an onk into and then it popped up under uh, Polnareff, which I think is smart. I like the idea of... Your stand is hard to hit, but I just have to attack you. Like, you know, don't forget about that rule. Yeah. Um, well, the rule of fire burn people. Hot water burn baby. Um, anybody? No. Okay. No. Hot water burn baby? No. <clears throat> the movie Rain Man, uh, Dustin Hoffman, I think, won an Academy Award. Um, anyway. Uh, Abdul throws him a knife. Because he's on fire burning. And he's like, it'll be less painful yeah. if you just kill yourself. He's like, burning is painful. Here you go. Yeah. You're welcome. And he just, yeah, he gives, it's a really awful, cruel way to treat someone that Abdul does here. Like, there's people later that are like rapist, pedophile, weirdos, and yet this guy just wanted to fight them, and they're like, hey, so you don't burn to death, why don't you fucking kill yourself? Yes, take, you take my dick. rusty, ancient dagger that I've never used in the series and has just been in my robe somewhere, and, you know slice yourself with that which what a horrible imagine if that panel happened a burning man just severs mm. his own neck like that'd be metal as hell but like jesus christ and it takes a long time paul Nerf, like it takes way too long for paul Nerf to like consider it he puts the knife up to his throat and he goes no actually i'll, I'll burn to death <laughs> he's like it would be inconsiderate <laughs> of me not to lose to your power so killing myself would be disrespectful. He and then says, he, I'll be a good sport and burn to death. Yeah, he says that. That's got to be a bad translation. There's no way <laughs> nice he says guy. a good sport. Yeah. <laughs> sport. Um, he then like lays down, which you shouldn't be able to do while burning. If you're burning, you should be thrashing around screaming and also actually burning, not just yeah. it's true. covered in flames. But uh, this makes Abdul turn around and go like, wait a minute. He snaps his fingers. You're still being chivalrous, even though you're burning right now. Yeah. And that uh, tips him off that maybe he's really a nice man. This is where I, I ship them as well, because they have mutual respect. Um, and I think that's cute. And and Abdul does tenderly touch uh, Polnara's face at some point here. Um, so we know that when there's a tender face touching, obviously it's a ship. They're having sex later. That's yes. just... It's a long journey, right? With no women, no no girls allowed. Yeah, except underage ones that are just there because they're annoying. And a mouth is a mouth. All right. Whoa, that was true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, a, a, a fucking Abdul moves uh, Polnareff's giant widow's peak 
around <laughs> and notices this flesh bud and then talks to Jotaro and Jotaro's like, uh and he comes over. I don't even think we He's see like, it. Oh, um, and we just see its tentacles writhing in like 60 FPS. By the way, that animation was very smooth. Loved it. Right. And we just see we Joseph get- going. Ah, the tentacles are so gross. Just finish it. And uh, I loved what he was doing there too, because it reminded me of young Joseph. I yes, w- exactly. Oh yeah. I wish Joseph very dramatic. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I wish he did some fucking overdrive to it, but instead, uh, Jotaro just pulls it off, and it's in the sun, and it's vampiric, so it just uh, bursts, right, it just which, turns to dust. Which begs the question that if the characters in the show had normal people hair, would the buds even work? Yeah. Good thing they don't. That's part of the criteria. <laughs> you have to have a giant widow's peak. If you got a bald guy, to Dio be would... a servant of Dio. <laughs> or a hat that's hair, or a hair that's hat. Right. Look, it's hard to tell. It's, it's a hat? And it just blends in real well with his hair, and it's frayed, and it it, like, it doesn't matter. Um, that's actually like I, I I don't like cosplay is like something that I'll be like I'll appreciate here and there, but like the Jotaro hat thing is always like super interesting to see people do mm. because some people say fuck it, and I respect this completely, and they just have a hat that Jotaro would wear. But some people go the extra mile and they make it fade into the hair somehow. It's very interesting, especially part four jotaro who has a white hat hat. yeah that is fucking tricky um anyway so they rescue polnareff they don't make a big they don't make as big of a deal about him pulling out the flesh bud i'm trying so hard to say you got it you got it every time i've been flesh bud slow it down and then you speed Um, it up as you go But I, I fuck. I forgot what I was fucking saying. They don't make they don't make a big enough deal about it. Yeah, because like previously it was like, oh, this could kill somebody, but now it's just like, yeah, all right. Well, I like that. We don't we don't need to go through the same shit again. He's an expert now. Um, I guess. Anyway, so then they they pack their shit up and they're getting ready to leave. They're on like a dock or something, Um, and suddenly there's Polnareff, and they're like, well, what do you want? And he's like, I wanted to thank you for saving me. And Jotaro was like, yeah, I don't need a thanks. And then <laughs> Abdul's like, ah, I don't really need one either. I'm sorry. I think no one here is, is here to accept your thank you. No one here cares. And Go away. Polnareff is like, Mr. Joestar to Joseph, I have a bizarre, wink, wink, question for you. <laughs> uh, he stops and turns to the camera. Uh, no. And he says, is your left arm a right arm? Because you didn't take your glove off when we were eating. This is also probably poor translation because a glove does not cover the way an arm... What? Yeah, no. You can still see your hand, whether it's a right or a left hand. Um, and Joseph takes off his glove, and I love it because it's a reference to part two, and I love references to things that are, that are earlier in the series. You like continuity. <laughs> I would love it if there was a reference to, like, Danny. Like, wow, he's burning worse than a Great Dane in Victorian England. Aww. Know what I mean? Wow. Um, well, I, they yeah. wouldn't even know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's a weird thing they, they foretold down the centuries. <laughs> he put my dog in the fucking fire pile. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so Joseph pulls off his glove and shows that he just has a robot hand, and he lost it in a battle 50 years ago. Um, and, and Polnareff is like, oh, okay, let me explain why. And he flashes back to something that, okay, he flashes back to how his sister was killed uh, by a man with two right arms. When he imagines the right man... Right hands. Well, yeah, yeah. he said arm the first time. But yeah, he says a man with two right hands. 
When he first imagines the man with two right hands, he also imagines his wonderful round ass. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, he man. got fat, he got, yeah. he got two right, right arms and a fat ass. Yeah, and I, I, love, I love how that's not even what the guy ends up looking like. I wrote that yeah, down. the like guy, the, super buff, generic JoJo guy. Yeah, he doesn't naked. have that great of a butt. <laughs> He's a disgusting, fat, like sloth from Goonies looking dude. It's it's sort of a Tommy Wiseau ass situation. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, unfortunate. Um, and then he goes back into it and he's like, my sister was walking home with her friend from school one day. It was raining and they saw a man who appeared to be standing in some kind of clear dome as the rain around him was not hitting him. He's being very descriptive about everything. Well, he, he heard it all from the friend who survives. Um, I don't understand why Jay Guile can make rain not hit him. Is that, am I supposed to believe that the hanged man is in some reflective surface above him, blocking the rain? What the fuck is that? Akari that, was making... Is that his name? Did I forget Araki, Araki. Araki is, has make, been making this stuff up as he goes along. Like, he had no plan for He was season. originally going to make the hangman an umbrella. <laughs> 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 One of those Japanese... Uh, what are they? I forget what they're called. One of those uh, yokai, the umbrella with an eye in it. Yeah, I it just... I don't... Joel, do you have any fucking idea why there's, like, the, the dome of clearness around Jay Guile? I I get I have a feeling there's some sort of like philosophical deeper sort of obscure mythological fact behind this where some sort of cursed person doesn't get rain on them some oh, that's some interesting. mythology or history somewhere maybe that's it it's a stretch but they do that kind of thing so. I've heard the phrase like he walks between the raindrops that kind of thing but yeah it's just like i'm trying to make it into this stand i'm like his stand only exists in reflective surfaces what the fuck is this uh or very tinily jumping between them maybe it's like but bouncing around any, the reflective rain i don't know right yeah anytime there's any kind of power in, in a manga that's based on light or reflection all the metaphors get stretched and all the abilities get stretched too it gets kind of silly usually yeah no one really understands light right um anyway so suddenly the sister Sherry, Sherry, uh, Sherry, uh, her sister, her her friend gets like cut open, like a big slash appears in her chest, um, which, and it's said that she's that she survives, she and she tells this tale later. What I kind of miss is in the OVA. I don't know if there's like more than one friend, but you just like look over, and she, one of Sherry's friends just has no head. She's just decapitated, and her body just slowly crumbles to the floor, and it makes me laugh because it's just so casual. <laughs> it's like her friend got decapitated and then went, I'm tired, and just like sits down on her knees really slowly. It's a silly... In the OVA, but that that doesn't make any sense because there are no survivors to tell Paul Nera for well, that's, what I'm happened. like, I'm, I'm not sure if they had two friends or something like that. Um, anyway, he says like her friend was cut open, and then... You know, this man with two right hands up grabbed her, shamed her, and killed her. I always find that language so weird. Like, he humiliated her, or he shamed her. He definitely raped her. Yeah, but... That's what that means. No, I know, but it's like, you didn't hum- you didn't shame any... You, you're the rapist. You're the shameful person. No, but... He- but women can't have sex ever, uh, even if it's not their fault. Uh, Even if it's worst. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at, basically. Is that it's, it's so dumb. That's basically what it is. <laughs> and it's like, I humiliated her. It's oh, like, I no, you had sex with someone that didn't want... That's... You're horrible. 
Anyway, I'm really taking it to Jake Isle here. I know a lot of people defend him and yeah. still watch his movies. And Mark is taking a strong anti-rape stance here, and it's really brave of him. Yeah. It's the kind of guy I am. Um, anyway, so that so that is how Polnareff is looking for the man with two right hands. And he had gone to Dio, because Dio has a crystal ball. I guess he borrowed it from Enya for the day or something. Oh, and he wait, sees actually, purple vines, too. Can, can I just say... Oh, do you? Yeah. I didn't notice that. Something very important. So everybody's like, oh, that's... He's definitely a stand user. Everybody's like, yeah, definitely. That's because of the rain, the rain thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, but I was like, really? I don't know. Uh, I mean, like, people... You're, you're, you're basing that off of someone else's account who also was like knocked out and yeah, stabbed the victim of a crime so maybe not definitely a stand user but i don't know it sounds i don't know anyway, right. anyway so there's oh sorry go it, ahead the, the magic of the uh, repeated line i wonder if he's an enemy stand user that hasn't really started to happen right so much at this part of the series but pretty much everyone they look at in a couple episodes is, is that the anime stand user which i think is fair though because it becomes pretty right. fucking common have you ever seen joel that like comic someone drew where it's like the stardust crusaders are like in a restaurant and they're like where's the stand user and they look around <laughs> and it's all just like ordinary people and then some fucking whack job sitting all crazily in the middle of the, of the restaurant <laughs> with like ridiculous clothes and like his hands all stretched out and shit it's it's pretty great a body a body like a trapezoid and he's like eight feet tall <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> um but also polnareff while he's talking about this he like gets into a very deep split Did you guys know oh this? yeah he's like almost oh, yeah. lying down on the ground <laughs> there is his leg is outstretched behind him i'll have to post it but there is a picture from the last year uh, i don't know if it just resurfaced or if it's new of a japanese dude actually nailing that fucking pose and uh-huh. like they side by side and people were like he actually fucking did it wow. it's basically like as though imagine you were mid-stride your legs like at the far furthest apart they are when you're walking and now imagine you turned around and you're pointing at someone with the hand on the side you turned around with, but then also tilt yourself almost all the way to the fucking ground somehow. <laughs> it's really weird looking. Um, so he says that he went to Dio. Why did he do that? Um, maybe he just heard about a guy. Maybe he was in a souk somewhere. It seems like Dio was sort of setting up shop as a creepy alley fortune teller man, given... Ye- they showed i guess i mean if he was if he was in cahoots with jay guile anyway then he probably knew about polnareff now because of his sister and stuff maybe well didn't isn't that how abdul ran into him too that he heard about this guy sort of like you know trying to out fortune tell him and no he was just in his uh he he was in abdul's shop he was just leaving shop one day or or going to his shop abdul's shop yeah Uh. and the thing uh is uh with Polnareff, okay, I guess it's because Polnareff already had a stand. Polnareff is one of the ones who's born with one, I think, or had one from a very... Uh, he says at some point, I've trained my stand for 10 years, and that's not even the whole time because he's only been training since his sister died 10 years ago, I guess. So he's had one a long time. So maybe Dio heard about this amazing swordsman stand, right. had Jay Gael kill his sister, and then went near wherever he is. When he could have just asked, probably. No. <laughs> He's got to get him motivated. Well, did you guys notice uh, he used he used Jonathan's vine stand yeah. to c- conjure the image, which was kind of a cool touch. Yeah, yeah, I forgot he keeps using it for a little while. 
And he shows the crystal ball, and he's like, this crystal ball shows the pain you have. And Polnareff, what does he see in it? I was looking away. Does he see his sister, or does he see... He sees Jago. Right, right hands? He sees, he like, sees the guy. Yeah, yeah. two right hands. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh. And so Dio's like, let me help you. And then Dio, yeah, bangs out a couple of uh, herbal essences, um, <laughs> one, one of which clearly goes to burrow into Polnareff's head, and yeah. So he's like, I have pain too. Yeah, that was a weird line. I thought, I I mean, I don't know. I think it's nice. It's almost like he's saying like, I, uh, like I relate to that. Like we all share pain, but what is his pain again? Is it just, your sister died and I'm a vampire that can't go outside at night. Yeah. It's not quite, it's, (laughs) it'd be more interesting if he was like, my body is not matched with my head or something. (laughs) I figured that's what he would say. Cause that, I'm trying to fix this fucking thing. Like, I don't know if you know this, but I lost my original body. And you'd be like, wow, that sucks. You got a head transplant? Um, no, he got a body transplant. Which, by the way, that's not even his goal. Like, it's not like he's saying my pain that I wish to solve is to be able to go into the sun. Like, he's not cars. He's like, night is fine. You know? I don't think so. I don't think Dio yeah. ever cares about that. Yeah. Well, uh, he's being manipulative. It's like Ursula the Sea Witch. Ah, uh, of course. Just like that. I've never seen Little Mermaid. Um... So just, she just says things to be manipulative. Polnara finishes his uh, his tale of ho and is then like, I would like to go on the mission with you guys uh, because I know if we get to Egypt, then I will meet the man with two right hands uh, and I can uh, make out with him. I think he says something like that. No, 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 no. He wants, oh. he wants to kill him to get revenge. Oh, that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got that mixed up. Um yeah, so he's like, I want to go with you. And I think, what do they say? They're like, all right. Or, or yeah, Joseph says, you'll probably just follow us anyway. Yeah. yeah. No well, one can even just if be we sin- say no. No one can just be sincere. Yeah. And go like, we would love to help you. No one is like, are you exactly the same height as us so we can do a lineup at some point? <laughs> and then these two random tourists show up. These two girls who, for some reason, they, all the women... You can't go an episode without women fawning over Jotaro. These two girls just hanging out at the docks for some reason. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's right. a good view. And they're like, hey, can you take a picture of us by the ocean? And fucking Jotaro just yells at them. He just yells at them because he's rude. He Jotaro says, you're hate- annoying, go away! Jotaro like, hates the sound just- of women's voices because he's gay. He does not... And, like, just hates women. But... I don't know, just like the way that you, you just, you can just be like, oh, uh, no, thanks. I, I'm busy right now. I can't. He's under a lot of pressure, Jackie. Not like, no. He can't just be nice. You're annoying me. Yeah. Go away. Um, but Polnareff <laughs> swoops in and is like, I'll take a picture with you. And you kind of, I kind of thought he was going to do like the way Kakuin was in the plane in the last episode. Where Kakuin's like, don't worry about him. I'm a nice guy. And they look at him like they love him. Yeah. So it seems like Polnareff is about to like Don Juan them. But instead, he's just like a fucking pervert. He's like, let's get a picture with both of you. He's like, actually, you've got great legs. Let's do a full body shot. Yeah. And, they love and then it. he proceeds to just take pictures of her legs. Yeah. yeah. It's, that, that's not what full means. Full is not half. Full is not legs. It's the only part that matters to him. I guess. Yeah. And then he takes a bunch of photos. And then I, th- I is, thought this was it funny. It is done in a humorous way. But in real life, it would be totally creepy. It's creepy. Uh, but I do like how they're like, I can't figure out his personality. He's like, that was a really <laughs> sudden shift in mood. So I thought I thought that was funny. Yeah. And uh, is that how it ends? Or do we get like a creepy, like, 
coming up soon type of uh, vibe at the end. I don't remember. I think that's it. I think that's it. That's I think Joseph says it. that the top of his head doesn't talk to the bottom of half. Yes, of which is funny. Right. They yeah. should have all burst in, out laughing and then freeze framed, in my opinion. They were talking about it. This episode reminded me of the fact that in uh, in the OVA, the uh, strength or power and Polnareff are both fought on the boat. Yep. Yep. Which is kind of a. And Polnareff choice. is sitting at a huge dinner like buffet. <laughs> and all the candles <laughs> right. all the candles light themselves and yeah they fight out in the middle of like the shipyard or the middle of the the boat yeah. right then the candles come to life and they sing be our guest right we all know uh-huh. that um <laughs> that's it for the episode right yeah we're, we're good one thing yeah. somebody says at some point when they're talking about the shadow clones attack of the clones that uh each stand user can each stand oh, can yes. only have one user which is a rule no each user can only have one stand right which is a rule that gets broken anyway yep shigechi has harvest yeah. uh bad company is just a bunch of toy soldiers yeah. Dio has the jonathan one and right. the world yep because he's the master of all stands the tower of gray guy says at some point um, Jojo, you guys like the episode? I I like it, except for the fact that I, I don't quite understand everything that happened in the Abdul Polnara fight. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think some of it went too fast. Yeah, I do. Yeah, like, I like Silver yeah. Chariot. I just think Silver Chariot's a cool looking stand. He's okay. It kind of it kind of establishes Polnareff as a one trick pony, though, which kind of sucks because it's like check out this cool guy with the cool stand. Oh, the stand isn't very good, and oh, his main goal is to now just like be creepy to girls and sort of hang around. <laughs> yeah he kind of has his own mission i guess yeah. it's a good app if you like abdul though yeah, yeah, oh, yeah that's true absolutely that's a good, ab- good good ab ep you know what i yeah. mean there's not enough no. of those it's a good ep duel does that make sense <laughs> yeah sure okay <laughs> um joel thanks for being on the show i appreciate yeah, it yeah it's been a pleasure thanks joel talking to us about jojo's haven't talked to you in a long time we've established this that when you got on skype you were like the last time i was on here was 10 years ago and I, you're one of the yeah. people I talked to. <laughs> yep, yep. Skype. Uh, old people use it to call Europe? Uh, no, it's cutting edge technology for a Microsoft. All right. I mean, there are, you know, when you compare it to other, you know, platforms, there are advantages. There's, you know, anyway. <clears throat> anyway, um, that's it for us. Again, if you want to write to us, you can do so by emailing jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. You can tweet to us at JJB Pod, you can ignore whatever the hell that static sound is in the background. Um, you can go on the Stardust Crusader subreddit and find posts there and upvote them, please. And subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating only. And uh, you can also have... Joel, do you have anything you want to plug, or are you just a guy? <laughs> uh, nothing I want to plug yet. I'm working on some software things in the background so eventually probably but not yet future okay. plug come back and yeah. plug things joel yeah. if it's cool and i like it i'll bring it up later when you have <laughs> it um hopefully it's like a like a cat emotion translator or, or something anyway um thanks for listening everybody uh in, enjoy your week enjoy your week and come shut back. up <laughs> fair. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.